across the desert with no shoes upon my feet to share with you the last bite of bread I have to eat. I would swim out to save you in your sea of broken dreams. All your hopes are sinking. Let me show you Welcome, everyone. We have a few announcements this morning. Let me share them with you. First, we are so glad you are live streaming with us today. Our live stream broadcast will be available to you every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Time. We have many ways to stay connected during this time of physical distancing. First, our Unity First Aid Kit has a variety of ideas for reaching out to our community and um, to each other. We want to hear from you, so let us hear. 
We have classroom opportunities available to you at your home via Zoom. Uh, this Tuesday at 7 p.m., there will be a re repeat performance of Mary of Magdala, Apostle to the Apostles, presented by John and Marie Pettingale. It was an amazing class last week. We're doing it again. Uh, Pre-registration and payment is required, so check our website for that. There are three book discussion groups that are underway now, um, and on May 4th, I will begin a new class called The Spirit's Call to Evolve. Check those out. They're also available. Information is available on the website. So you learn more about all of this and all the other events. Um, check our website, Peak of the Week, um, and Facebook. You can also just call the church or email us, and we'll give you information. We'll be back after the service uh, with our Zoom coffee hour. We're really excited about this. We had a great turnout last week, and you are invited to join us today at 1045 uh, on Zoom. Bring your own beverage and watch for the login details at the end of today's live stream. Join us. This coming week, we will continue to collect masks for personal use to be distributed to folks in our community who need them. If you have masks that you have made and you wish to donate, um, I will be at uh, Unity from 1 to 3 on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to receive them. If you give me a call, I'll make sure to, to meet you at the door. Um, if you would like a mask, also give me a call or come during those hours. If you have any questions, please contact me through the church office. And me is Reverend Tony. And now, I'll turn it over to Reverend Pat, who will lead us in our opening prayer. Join me in our opening prayer. And this morning, we join Unity Churches around the world, Unity Worldwide Ministry, in this opening prayer. We know that God is a love that has no end and a power that has no bounds. God's healing power of divine life is restoring, healing, and revitalizing our world in this very moment. We let go of any fears or anxieties, and we affirm that all are safe and healthy and protected. We bless all those who support us in maintaining radiant and vibrant health. We express divine life in all that we think, say, and do. We bless our global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. And sweet Holy Spirit, we surrender again, again and again and again to your infinite peace, your infinite love within. And we know this love within is a healing love. We hold each and every person in our hearts, in our minds, and restoring their healing revitalizing their well-being. We know that God is present right in the midst of this. And for that, we are indeed grateful. And this morning, regardless of what we are facing in our life, regardless of what that may be, we know that God within is truly greater than any circumstance that that may be experiencing in our own life. We are indeed blessed. We are grateful. We're grateful for this beautiful day. We are grateful for this beautiful day. And together, we say thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wherever you are, let's applaud this day, okay? Whoa. 
We now move more deeply into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed for for another 30 days. And the word for today is release. We affirm, I release all that does not contribute to my highest good. John's gospel tells of Jesus' restoring life to his friend Lazarus, who had been dead four days. As Jesus cries, Lazarus, come out, his friend emerges from the tomb, 
burial cloth still covering his face and wrapped around his hands and feet. Jesus says to those who have gathered, unbind him and let him go. Even after a spiritual resurrection, I may remain bound like Lazarus by thoughts, ideas, feelings, or habits that keep me from the full experience of freedom. Through my divine power of elimination, I release negative feelings, dissolve error thoughts, and free myself from habits and actions that do not serve my highest good. I am no longer bound. I am free. And from John chapter 11, verse 34, the dead man came out and his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. And the word for today is release. So I invite you to join me in meditation. And if you've not done so, just gently close your eyes, shutting out the outside world. Let's take a deep breath together. And as we exhale, let's begin to bring our attention inward, inward to only that place that you can go, that place within where you know 
and you feel the presence of the divine. Surrender again to this infinite, invisible presence within. And this morning, I invite you to allow these words to become the words of your heart. As a member of the world community, I unite with others in faith and in love. As a member of the world community, I invite and unite others to join in faith and love as well. I feel a sense of community with all people, regardless of race, background, lifestyle, authenticity. I feel that presence, that sense of community aware of our shared purpose of loving and caring for one another in our home and planet Earth, I fully embrace a sense of community. I acknowledge and give thanks for the men and the women, these men and women of courage who have taken positive devoted stands for causes in which they believe, especially at this time. In fulfilling my role as a member of the world community, I unite with others in faith and in love. And in this truth and in this awareness, I rest for a few moments in the stillness the quiet, the peace, the silence. Thank you, sweet spirit, for this quiet, this peace, this silence. As a member of the world community, I unite with others in faith and in love. And today we pray with those that have requested our prayers represented by our prayer box. We give thanks for the cards and the letters and the electronic mail that we have received this week requesting prayer. We hold each and every prayer request in this consciousness of love and this consciousness of prayer, giving thanks in advance for answered prayer. And today we pray with our prayer ministry and our prayer chaplains, our healing ministry, 
our unity cares as they continue to hold the high watch for us when we so often forget. So let us take a deep breath together. And as we do, let us know our oneness with each other, our oneness with the world community, and our oneness with this beloved community. We say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. a time when we heed a certain call when the world must come together as one there are people dying and it's time to let them end to life which is the greatest gift of all can't go on pretending day by day that someone somewhere will soon make a change because we are all a part of God's great, great big, big family. family and the truth you know love is all we
to follow that wow that my friends is a sermon that's the lesson that's what we're talking about <laughs> the title for today's lesson um, is the blessed the b beloved community wow and tribes we just heard what beloved community is about in that song so I want to spend a little bit of time to begin with talking about tribes. And then we'll get to community and beloved community. Because it's an interesting thing I've noticed in the last uh, year maybe or so. We hear that term. I think, I think Jim said it last week. I found my tribe. I found my tribe. We're finding our tribe. And that's an amazing and it's a powerful thing to find our tribe. And if you take a look at what our social scientists have been telling us now for a while is tribes have been an important part of our evolution. Um, this is something that we'll be discussing next month in, in the class. But, but the tribes early on were the way we survived. We were individuals trying to kill the mastodon, and it wasn't working really well. And so we decided that it was important for us to come together in a tribe, in a group that could, in fact, make sure that we survived. Generally speaking, those tribes were place. It was whoever was in a specific area was part of the tribe. There was a family blood tie in that. And we watched over time that that began to develop into membership in the tribe was a birth thing or it was we were born into a family or into a place. And then it developed into well, we're part of a religious belief structure. But there were reasons, there were rules and regulations for being part of a tribe. Once you were in, there were rules and regulations on how you were to behave. The tribe set the expectation for my behavior, for your behavior, for how we got together. Taboos were set up so that we didn't do something that would harm the tribe because the tribe was survival. That, com that worldview, that concept was one that um, prevailed uh, well into probably the 14th century, at which point we began to hear the word community. And I discovered, actually this morning, I asked Siri, and she pointed me in the right direction to the fact that the word community comes from um, a Latin word which talks to a sense of community, a feeling, but it also comes from the French word, which means the common people. The common people as opposed to the rulers. So community was that group of people who weren't the rulers, but who had shared an interest or a common place. So community, while we took the concept of tribe and we included it in our process, 
we now saw community as the larger worldview. It still had some rules and regulations for joining. It still had expectations about how we were to behave in order to stay in the good graces of the community. But it was not something that was absolutely fixed by our birth or by our beliefs. It was a sense of place. I joined a community just recently. It's the apartment complex that I live in. It's a community. It's a group of people living in the same place with a general idea, some common idea of a clean place, a safe place, and a not unfriendly place. But it wouldn't be what I would consider to be community because there's, I don't know my neighbors on either side of me. And the guy upstairs, whew, wow, he's got to be, never mind. The noise is interesting. <clears throat> so anyway, um, there are all kinds of ways that we can look at community and we still have within our concept of community um, on a day-to-day -day basis, a lot of that tribe. There still are expectations about what we can and can't do. What I do find interesting though is within the last part of my lifetime, this last several decades, the movement to understanding self. Who am I? How do I identify? What is it that I truly believe? Not just what I was given from my parents, but what do I truly believe? Has helped me to stand up and say, I want to be part of that group. I want to be part of that community. I want to be part of the group that feels like I do. Or I want to be part of a women's group. Because I'm a woman. And I want that which is special. So we've begun to self-identify into communities. We join a community not because it was expected of us, but because it makes us feel connected. It makes us feel part of something bigger than ourselves. We now have this use of the word tribe in a new way as well. When we say, I need to find my tribe, what I am saying in that way is, I need to find a group of people who reflect me, that I can connect with, that I feel comfortable, that I share, and that together we can improve the common good. We have moved past groups and communities and tribes being things that help us survive into things that help us better the common good. A tribe is a group that I want to connect with to improve for everyone, not just to make me survive. Now, that's also caused some very interesting changes in group dynamics around tribe and even around community. One of the things that, um, that I read this week so it talks about the shift in tribes. And one is that tribes are, in fact, now not born into. They are self-selected. That's number one. And they are open. There are fewer and fewer rules about what you have to do or be or say or whatever to get in. And I can leave when it's not working for me. These new tribes are open. They provide me with um, 
the ability to feel comfortable in a small group. We all love to have small, we, we have small groups here at Unity in Minneapolis. We have lots of small groups because we can connect and become more intimate in that small group arena. What's amazing about these new tribes is that I can join multiple small groups, multiple tribes, because I identify in multiple ways. And so I get the small group feeling, but I also get an interconnection. Because I move from tribe to tribe, I bring new ideas from one tribe to another tribe. Historically, tribes have been isolated groups and even communities to some degree. We were isolated. Mobility has changed a lot of that. Um, but this has created this ability to interlink and at the same time be in a small group. The other thing about the new tribes, they co-organize, they co-create, and they co-manage. Historically, tribes and communities usually had some kind of leader. And the leader dictated. Today, tribes come together again because we're coming together for the common good. We come together and we create ideas together. We direct together. We manage together. Because we're not trying to survive individually, but we're trying to better the collective. These tribes are voluntary. They are oftentimes short-stayed, short-lived. I join a a, a tribe because we have a common goal and if we meet that goal the tribe dissipates because it's done I go find another tribe or I get in that tribe and I think we have a common goal and the next thing I know is they don't really think like I do and their common goal is not my common goal and I just say thank you and I go and find something else Whereas when I was growing up, once you committed to the tribe, it took a whole lot to get out of it. And if you tried to get out of it, you were looked upon as flighty, not responsible, detrimental to the tribe. And that's not the case today. So we have this whole new organization around groups, communities, and tribes. It's evolved as we've learned to know who and what we are and how we relate to each other. And it's an important piece of our evolution. And it also sometimes can feel splintering. It can feel as though we aren't all together because we have these little tribes. And if I don't like this tribe or if it doesn't satisfy me, I just move on to something else. And it's, for me, this is where the concept of the beloved community becomes paramount. The beloved community becomes an archetype. So let's talk about beloved community. My first introduction to the beloved community was um, when I began to really study and follow Martin Luther King Jr., um, for me, he is synonymous with the concept of beloved community. And for him, the beloved community was not some utopian vision where everybody gets along and everything is, you know. It was about a place where we all worked together 
for the common good. We resolved our issues peacefully. We came to understand while each of us is the same, we are also unique and we bring a unique set of skills and those skills help the common good. And that there is a set of um, values, there are a set of values. There is no hunger, there is no injustice, there, there is no discrimination because we can see in each other the beauty and the value and the difference. It's not sameness. It's uniqueness. It's diversity. It's acceptance as a value in the beloved community. What I find interesting is that one of the first beloved communities, and, and Dr. King brings this often, was the community that Jesus built. Jesus built a beloved community. He accepted as an individual, unique, bringing his or her own values without having to change it, but to accept it and recognize that it had a value to bringing the common good. And he told us how to do that. He told us how we could create and bring that together. What did he say? Well, he said, first, you got to feed the sick. You got to visit those in prison. You've got to, in fact, love those who are different from us. And God is, God is in fact, calling us right now at this moment. <laughs> and he said, and he said you, have to, you have to reach out and consider your fellow human as part of you. Not separate from, but you. The great commandment, love your God, love your neighbor as yourself. Not as you love yourself. Well, this is my interpretation. It could be that. But I like to say, love your neighbor as you. Love your neighbor as you. You are your neighbor. You are your enemy. You are the oneness. So this idea of beloved community was the, the, is foundational to our we are the world. It's foundational to us understanding that we individually must contribute to the whole in order that we all survive and evolve and better. And that if I only look after myself, we're all going to be in an up shit creek. Let me share with you a definition that I like of beloved community. A beloved community is a collection of individuals who are learning how to love themselves, one another, and the world. The beloved community is a creation of the experience of belonging and experiencing the wonders of who we are individually and collectively. It is a place where passion and purpose meet, where we practice being the person we desire to be and support others 
in that effort as well. It's a day-to-day living in a place that is love. From a place that is communal by its very nature. The beloved community is that archetype for the world that, in fact, supports all of us. And Jesus taught that. He lived that. He lived that from his birth, his death, and his return, his resurrection. We live it each day. And what it requires of us is that we not get ourselves confused or get that belief confused with the white queen in Alice in Wonderland. Where, remember what she said? What you got to do is you got to believe six impossible things before breakfast. Okay? The beloved community is not just that. It helps if we can see the impossible. But the beloved community is where we in fact act. We hold the thought and then we take the action where we hold the prayer thought and then we move our feet. And we recognize that nothing is impossible if we truly, truly believe and then you've got to get up and you've got to do it. The beloved community is action-oriented. It is prayer-filled and it is based in love. Always love. Always good. We have, within this community, which now is spreading into all kinds of places, you can't just say it's Unity Minneapolis anymore because we've got people coming in from different states, and I have a feeling there are probably folks coming in from outside. Our community, our beloved community is expanding to be inclusive. And what we are learning to do is love ourselves and love each other just as we are. Just as we are. And then to act, to do. Not just be, but do. But not just do, but be. Oh, wait, there's a song. There's a song somewhere in there. Never mind. I'm sure Lori will find it and we'll have it on some Sunday soon. We'll have the doobie song. Beloved community is the archetype for a world that supports everyone and allows everyone to be at their fullest, to be their best. John Wesley uh, also has a quote that I'd like to close with, actually, today. John Wesley of the Methodist Wesleys, uh, which is in and of itself a group. Um, He said in this, in order for us to be in that beloved community and to see it happen every day, John Wesley says this, do all the good you can do by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can. 
as long as you ever can. Let us be a beloved community as long as ever we can. Amen. Schwab, it's great to have you here today. It is so great to have you here. It's great to be here. 
Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. Pete, Dave, thank you. Laurie, thank you. We're just so blessed. We're so blessed. Well, we're, I want to speak to you this morning. I want to thank you for your contributions. I want to thank you for your support today. It is through your financial support that we're able to continue doing this. I like to say we are self-supporting through our own contributions. So thank you so much for those that have given us financial support, prayer support, and other means as well. Thank you. So this morning, I'm going to invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. You can do so three different ways. First of all, if you're streaming with us through our website, there's a donate button there that will take you right there to walk you through your contribution as well. If you're on a personal um, a a personal phone. You can also, if you're streaming that way or through your computer, you're streaming with Facebook Live. You can also text us as well. You can text us on your personal phone. And I've really fallen in love with this method of doing it. It is so much easier. It is so much easier. But all you have to do is text give to unity. That's give to unity, the numeral to unity, 77977. And that should be on your screen right now. And I find that so convenient. I can make a one-time gift or I can make a reoccurring gift as well. And then the third way we invite you to give is just mail a check. It's just fabulous. You know, and so many of you that mail that check, you have notes of encouragement in that envelope for us. That is read, that is shared by our staff, that is shared by our board. We really thank you so much for your encouragement. I invite you today to give. Regardless of the amount, give what you feel comfortable giving, but absolutely give it in love. Give it in love and release it in love, knowing that we understand that spiritual law of circulation. So let us bless these gifts that we are about to receive today. We just take that deep breath together and we exhale and we are grateful. Grateful for the opportunity to give for it is truly our nature to give. And whatever we give, we release it in absolute love, knowing that God is truly the source of all good in our life. Now let us affirm together our offertory blessing and it's found in your order of service, divine love flowing through me, blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now let's do that silently in the silence. Thank you, God. Amen. We bless them, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. 
Thank you, sweet spirit. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our Unity Prayer Chaplains are on duty right now. Even though they may not be in this sacred space here, they're holding space in their own homes. So today, my dear friends, if you have a prayer request, by all means, go into our website, fill out that prayer request, and our prayer ministry will be in prayer with you. They will immediately receive that request, and they will begin praying with you. So if you have a prayer, prayer request, by all means, let us hold that for you as well. Also, don't forget that after this service today, at 1045, we have our virtual coffee hour. It was the first time last week I had so much fun. I had so much fun, and I see arms going up. You, you don't want to miss this virtual coffee hour. There should be a Zoom link on your feed right now. If you're not, you can certainly find it on our website. But come in together. It is so much fun. You have no idea what group you will be in. It will be so much fun. So come and be a part of that today at 1045, okay? And then also, this is normally the time when we bring in our children. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I don't have children, but I miss the children so much running down this aisle each and every Sunday morning. I love the fact and their enthusiasm. And so this morning, we love to hold them in our thoughts and prayers. And parents, guess what we're doing? We're holding you in our thoughts and prayers as well. We're holding you in our thoughts and prayers. But our youth and family ministry has reached out in various ways in order for to be supportive of you. So Cassidy Meeks, our youth and family ministry director, is doing an awesome job during this time period as well. So we, we are grateful. Guys, there's many things happening here at Unity Minneapolis. There's so many things happening. And so we invite you to take advantage of it. Stay in touch with our, uh, you know, our website. Look at our peak of week. We have, it, we have it going on here. We have it going on. We are definitely the ones right now that have it going on. Again, I want to thank Reverend Tony for a wonderful lesson. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for fabulous music over here this morning. Now let's... Stand wherever you are. Let us stand together as we have our prayer for protection and our peace song, okay? So together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell. All right, everybody, get your sway on at home now, right? Let's sing Each moment and live each moment in peace in 
hope you all have your hands up at home. your walkout music. Aaron Schwab. Have a great blessed week and uh, we'll see you next Sunday morning at 930. 
wonderful world's words, Reverend Tony. Thanks a bunch. And Reverend Pat and my pals. You better zoom up that coffee now. Yeah. <laughs>